elegant weapon for a more civilized age. Gentlemen, welcome to An Elegant Weapon, episode 376. My name is J.J.M. Clark, J. the Jedi Ross. Ross, Jedi J, and as always, it is so wonderful to have all you beautiful babies here with us in the Smoking Pod studio. Tonight, a little bit of a surprise. We've just popped up. We've just popped on in. No warning. Hey, sometimes that's how things come together. Oh, hear that? That's me. Um, yeah, so we're hanging out. Uh, we were talking some logistics about uh, creating some things to go along with a brand new Kickstarter coming soon. And while we were sitting around, we thought we would actually uh, just go live and chat about what we were chatting about because volume four of Cauldron Kickstarter coming very, very soon, which means, of course, the return of the dweller and the seller, which is very, very, very exciting for me. As you know, I am very, very honored uh, to take part in the creation of this awesome magazine through playing the Dweller uh, with a whole bunch of insanely, insanely talented individuals. Uh, two of those individuals hanging out here with us tonight, uh, founders of Cauldron Magazine, Shane Heron and Casey Parsons. Hello, fellas. Hey. Yo. Uh, <laughs> all quarantined well and cozy, I assume, yes? Yes. I, yeah. I never quarantined. I worked the whole time. You worked the whole time. I like how you guys were just blabbing away nonstop. I hit to go live, and now all of a sudden it's like this. The whole time. You told I us to shut up while you introduced. Yeah, yeah. you introduced, so let's live in this back up again. And we're back. We're back. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, hey, guys, what's up? I haven't been on your show in a while. Yeah, it's been a long time, man. Um, we I haven't were, seen uh... you in forever. When's the last time I saw either of you guys? Oh, before COVID. Yeah, it was before. Nobody, nobody seen fall. anybody. Yeah, or maybe we the Christmas here. show last year. Yeah, really? that's usually like. Yeah, no, it would have been the Christmas show, I guess, yeah. right? Because we were all amping up for the March Con, which never happened. And you know, I just squeezed in C two E two in February, right? Yeah, so I got yeah. those three shows. I saw you there. That's where last well, yeah, time I saw you. That's where we were hanging out. That's right. Yes, of course. The source were, point were... was right in the front. Right. Yeah. Oh, what right a great walk spot this year, eh? Did they yeah, you were lucky. Or what? Yeah. No, Source Point's got a, a really good relationship with Reed Pop. And, uh, it's a good relationship to have. Reed Pop's been very kind to Source Point. That was a great show. Yeah. Is that, was the, that was the last pre-COVID show, really, right? Well, yeah. I was just about to say, do you remember, Casey, how we had just started Bumping Fists? Yes. Like, there was just this whisper of it in the air, and certain guys, yeah. like Richard Pace and, you know, other people who were in attendance, we had just started, thought we were being real cautious, oh, we were real cautious, we're all just going to bump fists, had no <laughs> idea in a couple months we'd all end up in, like, you know, PPE attire and stuff just to get groceries. We likely drank enough to avoid catching anything. That was a super, super fun drink capade that we yeah because it was, it was just these those two hotels yeah, the lobbies kind very, of connected very, very typically convention hotel schmoozy i remember a lot yeah. of deals went down that weekend <laughs> and a, like well it was sad because a lot of excitement and a lot of cool stuff happened and then it all had to get put on hold because yeah. of you know getting quarantined and all but yeah co we were two of the lucky ones casey who squeezed in that last yes. big show yeah for what may be a long time, you know, because I had just been in Vancouver too. I did Vancouver Fan Expo. I'd love right? to try that one. It was good. I've got um, family out there. Yeah. It was cool, man. It was it was smaller than Toronto, of course, but uh, you know, Source Point sold everything. So I love the people of Vancouver, but um, mm -hmm. big gaming community. Um, mm -hmm. You know, Jeremy Clark was out there. It was cool hanging out with him and stuff. So yeah, it was a lot of fun. But I would definitely recommend it for sure. And then we were going to do Calgary. We we're going to do Calgary in April, and that got all shut down, and we haven't done anything since. So, oh, I, I know the feeling. Yeah, I was planning Joey, on doing a lot of traveling. Joey Pangalinen, you guys are familiar with Joey, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. A O W Y. Yeah. Joey says, "Hey boys, finally read issue one. Was digging it. Love the art. Love the adultiness." Well, wait till you read issue two and three. 
And four. Yeah, you got to catch up, Joey. What's going on? Oh, she's Thanks, watching Ryan. live right now. We're like live on Facebook or whatever yeah. it is. Yeah. yeah okay. Cool. Yeah. On Facebook or whatever it is. Yeah, Joey, um, check your messages and message me back. You're <laughs> hanging out there live, in fact, from the raid studio. Aren't yeah. You, um, just got quiet in here. I think everyone went to get something to eat. It was just loud. We heard Ramon yelling in the background. Screaming. He just screams at people. He sounds mean. He sounds yeah. Like he's, a, he's, he's, He's an angry guy. Way. He's yeah. constantly. He just walks That's around with the a hammer. Whenever I, whenever I've talked to Ramon, it's been pure. Rrr, rrr, what do you want? He's known as the angriest guy in comics. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's good though because yeah, we um. Give that impression. Ramon is actually super lovely. And oh, don't just say that. He has been. Well, I have to. I have to. Uh... Let's trash him. <laughs> you have that unique perspective now. Uh, well, how's it been? How long you been a uh, tabling a raid now? year and a half i think it'll be i think it'll be i think i officially joined in february 2018 so what does that work out to that so no 20 2019 february 2019 so i think in this february it'll be two years that i've been here and you found yourself there a lot yeah uh, a little bit. I try to get in more. The, the place that we moved to, I don't really have drawing space anymore. So um, it's. I just thought it's more encouragement to get into the studio. And it's kind of easier from where we are now to get to the studio. So, yeah. I'm, uh, you, you originally joined more from for like the creative inspiration and environment, though. Yeah, to kind of just be, you know. Yeah, that was it wasn't so much about the space. Yeah, so much like um, yeah. if people have read the the third issue of cauldron which because of covid we never really got to fully properly release but um the story i did in it uh scott hepburn sits next to me and he helped me so much with little things he's very good at articulating what's wrong with the page or how to improve it and so so sometimes i'll just draw something and i'm like i don't like this but i don't know why and then he'll be like try this this and you're like oh Yes, perfect. So it's it's little intangible things like that that you don't really like uh, think about. But yeah, so it's it's the drawing space, uh, getting to know these guys. Uh, there's so many different like intangible sort of little benefits to being here. But uh, yeah, definitely. Um, you know, Marcus Toast sits right over there, and he he helps me a lot. Mark, Ramon will walk by and just give me some pointers and stuff like that on ink washing or whatever it is. So it's re it's really good to be around these guys. Just have a seen... lot of new kids come on since the new studio and more space or yeah it's kind of there's been a weird sort of like changing of the guard or like a new class because uh there's a few we had we had a few guys uh who are here for a while they i guess for whatever reason maybe they didn't love the new space i know uh we don't have as much like natural lighting and so yeah but it's it's a huge great space but uh we've had a few people leave and some new guys come on so it's actually been uh it's it's actually helped me feel a bit more comfortable because we're sort of like the new kids right, kind right. of. And What's the table capacity like? I think for full time spaces, I think we probably have fifteen. Maybe we could even do twenty. I don't know. There's a lot of. It's huge. Like right, there's so much right. potential here. Um, but I think we have full time spaces. Probably do like fifteen to twenty. I think we have something like that. Uh, there's right. part timer spaces too. Just uh, in case anybody out there is watching who's unfamiliar with what studio we're actually talking about, the RAID studio is the Royal Academy of Illustration and Design. Uh, and it's just that. It's a studio in Toronto where table spaces. There you go. This is the brand new studio. Wow. It looks so nice. Whoa, wow. You haven't been in there yet? Not the new one. No. Wow. Yeah. It looks well, super cool. Yeah. So basically all the names he just mentioned, like Marcus Toe and Scott Hepburn and Ramon Perez is leading the charge there these days. Yeah. Uh, the school was founded by Chip Zdarsky and a few others. Um, yeah. Chip, Kagan, yeah, Ben back Cannon, in the day, and, and uh, the infamous Cameron Stewart. Right, right. <laughs> is Cal still on board? Is Cal, uh, Cal Menendrovsky still doing his Yeah. He's got us his spot over in the corner over there, and uh, he comes in every once in a while still. I, it's starting to be like at the beginning um we never really closed up like it was always open and, uh but when COVID started it was everyone just started working from home so it was like three guys in here spread out over this whole space but slowly people are starting to come back and work from from the studio again not everyone we're still at like but it's good because even like if you're worried about COVID so yeah we're we're all there's so much room everyone's spread out so far 
Right. Like you're basically always six feet away from everybody anyway. So it's, uh, yeah, yeah, we got plenty of space. It's cool, man. It's uh, the old raid studio was a magical place. It was, uh, when you walk in there, you could literally, it's like you could feel the creative juice in the air. Yeah. Like thick with it, you know? So, but I mean, it's gotta be awesome to be the new guard at this new studio. That's going to just grow and help so many more people like continue on. Right. Yeah, it's it's and it's going to be a different thing. Before it was just a space for artists to work out of, and now it's that. But now we have part time studio space. We have like, you should see our, our we have a chill room with it's like a library there with a TV and couches and stuff, and like a little astroturf. It's pretty great. Yeah. We have a meeting room. Uh, eventually, guys will start doing um, lessons. You know, right. like comic book school or lessons, something like that will eventually happen here. We got, and well, this ties into the cauldron thing. We're going to do it. We have a new art gallery at the front. It's a coffee shop. Right, right. Art gallery. And it opens with a big garage door and it opens right onto Queen Street. That's so, going to be awesome, man. Yeah. If things ever go back to normal enough, at least, it'll be awesome to, you know, have what we're doing. Actually, on, it helps with this situation being able yeah. to do as open air as you can, right? Yeah. So on the 19th, of september we're doing the first art show and it's going to be another cauldron art show right so how's that work is that just open to the public or is it tickets yes or no it'll be open to the public but it's different like you remember the one we did at the seven crown statue yes. last year yeah that whole idea was just to pack as many people as you can into the place we're because Can't of covid yeah, we're gonna right. yeah so we've figured out like there's a square footage so we can figure out how many people we can have inside at one time uh, but we're going to start it earlier in the day and try to get people to stagger. And so like, you know, start at 1 PM and we're going to do some, something like an incentive with prints or something like that, where if you come at this hour, you get this thing. So just okay. encouraging people to spread out so that we don't get everyone coming at once, basically. So right, right. Uh, we're still working on the details of that, but we're, we're obviously very careful. We don't want to be, we don't want any bad press being like, there's a huge party at raid and everyone's got COVID now. Like we don't want yeah, that. Right. No, so, no. But you can have a nice structured, you know, yeah. distanced event for something like that, especially, you know, and Cauldron's a great, you know, a great thing to start off, uh, you know, an attempt at, you know, public raid life, you know, because yeah. it's not just it's, it's 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 a whole bunch of new stuff. And it's really exciting because, you know, raid has always been this magical mystery thing in Toronto. You know, it was a little tiny lofty like studio with like six desks and always were filled with the most legendary of dudes yeah and now there's this new space and it's open to you know the world and uh it's a whole different uh attitude and atmosphere now and it's taking that raid magic but but sharing it with the rest of the world and you got to be careful with something like that too right there's a lot of excitement um and i can't wait to be able to be allowed to go see it back in michigan but Oxi Media, who is the parent company of SourcePoint uh, Press, Deepwater Games, and N3, uh, they the same. They have a whole new facility. They've got a new warehouse with offices, and it's got like game testing rooms, and like you know, like studio rooms, and like chill rooms, and like it. It looks great. It looks like just like the studio there. It's all like brand new, fresh yeah. drywall and. And like, I'm so stoked to go see this whole new mad environment of all my stupid friends acting like adults. And you're going to go to Michigan. Yeah. But I got to go to Michigan if I'm ever allowed to again. Right. So I ain't, I ain't going to the States in a long, long time. No, man, that. it's going to be a while. I'm really concerned. I'm not going to see a lot yeah. of my friends for years. Like I really may not. And, you know, hopefully, luckily we're getting back to a place where we can all start to see each other. Right. Like I yeah. had Mr. Sam Noir come on out for a visit a couple of weeks ago there. And it was so nice just to do nothing. Like we, just, <laughs> yeah. we went to the comic shop. We went to the toy shop. You know, we went to Tim Hortons, the, the first Tim Hortons and got a Claire's. And it was so nice to just, you know, hang out and do fuck all. It was really such a silly, pointless day. Yet, you know, even Sam afterwards was like, that was really great, man. I was yeah. like, I know. Just walking down the sidewalk together was fucking awesome, you know? Yeah, it's just like, uh, honestly, just trying to get some feeling of normalcy a little bit, right? Like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I can't wait. Casey. Hi. So <laughs> there we are at the beginning of this quarantine. And, yeah. uh, you know, we get to experience that last hurrah together. Even thinking back to how we were really all so socially not distanced. It's yes. crazy. 
Um, you were there with the school and stuff, right? Or the club or what the hell do you um, call it? Not exactly. No, I, I was there on my own for that. But some of some of the uh, the Kirby's comic art group was there. Um, David Mack was there. Uh, Stephanie Lavaud. Um, there was a few of us um, hanging out. And I barely got to see any of them. And we were kind of staggered out through Artist Alley. So uh, how is stuff, has stuff been able to keep functioning with the group? Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. It's still, it's, it's still been very busy. Like, because um, a lot of it is commission work. Um, and I find like, I think with COVID, more people are buying sort of online and looking for like shopping online that way. So I think we've actually maybe had more like commissions, but I mean, the, the cons kind of provided unique opportunities that aren't happening right now. Right. Um, like how does so, that work exactly? Do they go to the Kirby website and just pick an artist and get a commission from them? Yeah. Or yeah. It's, yeah. That you get in touch with uh, Annabelle. Okay. Yeah. Like so you just go to worker there. Yes. Yeah, so yeah, she's my rep. Um, Annabelle Kirby. Um, people always wonder about the name Kirby too. There's no relation to Jack Kirby. Well, people are gonna, right? Like, yeah, but that wasn't his real name anyhow. That was Kurtzberg was his real name. And and it's more than just like it's not really just a comic book thing either, though, is it? Right? Like, I mean, mostly it's centered around. Um, yeah, I mean, most of the, most of the people um, that are part of it are artists that she felt were underrepresented, and then she's got her kind of roster of superstars as well. She's got. Um, you know, selling works by, um, you know, Gilly March and uh, David Mack. Um, Zuor Zoo is now like hitting the big time, and uh, you know, uh, Delato. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so yeah, she's yeah. got some big names on there, and then she's just got some new uh, guys from DC in there as well. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. It's quite a big list now. There's about thirty people, just about. Um, yeah, so you would just go to like kirbyscomicart.com and you can just look at all the artists. You can see samples of the work, what's for sale. Um, a few of us recently just did, um, we just had Bill Sienkiewicz actually um, offer a couple Chadwick Boseman images for, for print. Like oh, we're, come on, how cool is that? I saw yours, you did one. Yeah, right? yeah so very nice, yeah, yeah. I, I felt like I wanted to do the tribute right away and I... I I was just kind of like swamped with things. So I was a bit behind getting it ready. And uh, so, yeah, David Mack and Zoo did a piece and, and Bill Sienkiewicz offered two pieces. Um, and uh, I was lucky enough to be kind of like have a piece and kind of sitting next to them. <laughs> so yeah, so if yeah. you go to like the art collections and prints, then you'll see uh, all the prints there. They're up for a limited time and that all the money goes to St. Jude's Children's Hospital for it's like basically for the cancer research and stuff. And that That's was somewhere awesome. that Chadwick had actually visited and supported. Um, awesome. That's great yeah. that y'all did that. There was a lot of outpouring there, man. It's a shitty time for that shit to have gone down. Yeah, you know I mean? that was a shock, that one. Like, yeah, well, I had no idea he was like, I guess no the last did, right? <laughs> since 2016 or so, he's, you know, been fighting it and doing some of his best roles. Like, yeah, I think he was a hero true. to a lot of people. Yeah, it kind of makes us makes me feel like a lot of people need to shut up and. Quit and he was our age. Stupid little <laughs> things like having to wear a mask. You know what I mean? Yeah, you know totally. he was the same age as us. Yeah, he was younger than me, wasn't he? Forty. Forty three. He, he was forty three. He was yeah. our age, eh? That's yeah. absolutely yeah. insane. He wasn't yeah. Shane's age though. Shane, aren't you a bit more of a baby? Shane's about fifty seven. <laughs> How old is Shane oh, now? I'm a young man. I'm. Oh, okay. Twenty three. <laughs> Awesome. I don't know what no. you guys are talking about, you old men. Old men. I've, What's I'm that? A, I'm in my prime, son. <laughs> what are you talking about? I, I'm climbing trees again and stuff. You yeah. know, I took my four-month hiking sabbatical off to go on adventures. And uh, and now I've gone back to the working world. It just felt like I should start making more money. <laughs> you know, but it was nice. I didn't mind. I've been paying into EI for 20 years. You think I mind taking three or four months on unemployment? Not at all. Pay me my money, government. Yeah, I've paid in. I've never collected. Yeah, exactly. Oh, well, right? you can. I got Chadwick here. 
Oh wow! I don't know how well you can see it, but you can see it well. It's really beautiful, man. That's gorgeous. And I consider putting shit. him. Um... Now, how long did that take you? Not super long. Um, just traced it. Four five hours, maybe I'd say. Four or five hours. That's it. Yeah, yeah. Like I sketched out an idea, a couple ideas. I did how like do you a do that. Practice a lot. It's it's ridiculous. It really is practice. That's the evident, eh? Like, um, yeah. We were sometimes the earlier. research and stuff, like the planning of the picture, it takes longer right. than making the thing. Right, right. It's uh, we were talking earlier about my kid there, and I just posted yeah. a piece that my kid did recently, and it's pretty impressive for a nine-year-old colorblind. What's his Instagram handle? He's got he's on there. He showing does his art. at uh, Skedaddle Art. Yeah. Get, yeah. uh, actually, it might be skedaddle underscore art. But either Check way, out his stuff. He's he's gonna. He's doing all right. I think he's but gonna I'm go places. Like he was he was doing well, and you remember he was he was coming along well, and then quarantine oh, yeah. hit, and he spent the past five months doing nothing but drawing. Man, I would have loved playing that. video games. Now the kid <laughs> the kid has made leaps and bounds. You like can tell. Yeah, he's done so well. And it makes you wonder about our thoughts and ideas on education, right? Like, yeah. imagine a kid. Like, I do think kids need summer where they get a couple months to just play and not have to worry about anything at all. That's just, you know, childhood. Mm. But what if part of the school year they took a, a chunk of time where a kid could just primarily focus on one passion? How far would he go, right? And you made a yeah. – uh, Davis Dewsbury uh, says killer Chadwick Casey. Oh, thank um, you. But you made thank the you, comment on how that how, how it used to be that way. Like the masters would have an apprentice and they would just study with them forever, right? Yeah, I mean, I don't have, I, I don't know a lot about it, but but basically, yeah, like in the Renaissance and, and, it, and it, came, it went back to the way that I believe the Greeks, like the ancient Greeks would would uh, sort of go through education. There weren't really schools, but you would, you would um, study under somebody. Yeah. yeah, you would, they would kind of see where you had, um, if you showed ability somewhere, then you would sort of go off and be with an apprentice or work in a guild. It'd be almost like, almost like an artist workshop and you'd work under the master. So if you had a master painter, you'd be like grinding paints and, you know, stretching canvases. And eventually you start, you know, maybe you, you, you paint some leaves in the background or something and you work your way up until, you know, you learn everything. And then, uh, then hopefully you over, you know, you pass the master and, and right, start your right, own thing. Right. And it's all the inspiration for him now. Like you mentioned his Instagram. Uh, yeah. I let him, I started an Instagram for him. I looked into the rules and it said kids can have one if it's, if their parent is the one like running it. Hmm. Um, so I started one up for him and it's because of all the artists he wants to follow mainly. Right. Mm -hmm. Like there's a few on there that he's way into. And now he's all like saving his money to want to buy commissions from. And I'll tell you, yeah. at nine years old, I like to draw, but it wasn't until like 12, 13, I got crazy obsessed with drawing all the time. But this kid just li lives and breathes it. And that would have been me. I wish I had, you know, <laughs> right, those months to access, develop like that. Right? Like and I, it's, yeah, I know, you can yeah, see all this art. Yeah. yeah, you can see what people are doing. You can learn from YouTube videos or. Oh, my God, what YouTube you know, has taught him, right? I like, had no access to that when I was nine. Like, I'm. I'm an old man, like Shane was saying, so there was no internet, things like that. So it's whatever books you had, or right. if you went to the library, or if you were lucky enough to go to a gallery somewhere in right. Canada, we don't have like too many galleries close by. You know, a few what? nice ones. What do you mean? Well, you're at the you know, AGO and the Hamilton Art Gallery is nice. Um, it's not too bad, the AGO. Yeah. <laughs> when you're nine, you know, you're not running off to the art gallery. Too yeah, much. no, this is true. This is true. I wouldn't it's, have known to do that, right? I wouldn't have seen that. I saw comics and, you know, Robert Bateman books and Well, when did like the that. fine illustration get into your brain? Oh, I mean, I was drawing portraits at a young age too. I mean, whatever. I, I used to see, I even remember there was uh, like the spitting image characters on oh, you know, okay. the music video stuff. I would right. draw like. Were you painting you know, young? Stacks. Or? No, painting, painting. I actually met Robert Bateman a few times in, um, Really? I think it was about 11 or 12 and he said to start painting I, sh I would show him my drawings and stuff and uh but um I try I, I got really frustrated with painting because I didn't know what I was doing like the materials were good but I didn't know how to use them so that that came later on and like I'm not a natural colorist like to me it's like a hard learning uh thing for me I'm more of a 
you know, form black and white um, drawing. Well, you're doing fantastically well with your progress, I must say. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, thank you. That's, that's very kind of you. That's so weird to hear from one of like, uh, from someone like you when you're such a deep, rich uh, painter. Like your painting is really, really like. I was fortunate later on. I, I had, you know? yeah. I mean, I found like good private instruction I think I was about 12 or so when I finally found somebody and I studied under an illustrator out in Kilbride this guy Albert Casson, which is different than the group of seven Albert Casson. um and he was a wildlife mainly a wildlife illustrator and he would do like pointillism pictures and draw like very fine detailed realistic it would you know that was my first experience doing like you know life drawing there was a small group of us at his house and he showed us like he did his own printing and lithography and things like that and learned a lot about a real studio and artist setting there and materials and things that I still. You seem to have a certain passion for it that, you know, others in our community don't quite have um, when it comes yeah. to like the masters and stuff. Because when we all go to a weekend and we're all excited to go to some greasy dinner <laughs> and all eat some, you know, greasy pancake after hungover breakfast together, you're the one who's like, oh, I've got to hit the museum. Yeah. You gotta hit the gallery yeah. and you're off all looking at, at fine works of art and shit, you know? So yeah. is that does that excite you just as much as anything else? Comics? Is there one that's more exciting than the other? Uh, they're they're different. Um I have passion for both. I mean, the, the fine art world I, I take very seriously and I've learned a lot from that. I mean, I studied that and I, I did fine art painting and things like traditional painting, you know, from life and landscapes and things like that for about 15 years or so before I came back to comics and right. I'm trying to like take that you know learning and put that into illustration but it's so, such a different way of working and thinking comics well, were kind of my childhood love that I've come back to and it's a, right. it's a fun inclusive community driven sort of thing um and it's just you know it, it can just explore and have fun and create and experiment and this tell stories so it's that that time <laughs> Yeah. This better be an appreciated segue. Okay. Because in that vein, Cauldron Magazine yes. is the perfect outlet for you to start to combine these two loves. Because you're not necessarily jumping into comic bookiness yes. with Cauldron, but you are getting to paint not necessarily real landscapes. <clears throat> you are getting to be a little more fantastical uh with your painting right yeah. so this must have down, back from the beginning was that a, that must have been pretty exciting for you you'd get this the, the chance to you know exercise this muscle and try to combine these things that you haven't before yeah yes yeah exactly i i've been saying that before like cauldron kind of happened at the right time too it's like i want to make comics but doing like small chunks like that and taking time and um you know, you can kind of flex your muscles and try different things by doing these sort of uh, one-off short stories. Mm -hmm. Whereas if you're making an ongoing series, you're kind of like, you're almost kind of stuck with whatever you started with that style or, or method. And you, and you probably have to worry about, you know, speed and um, being more economical about getting things done. And um, the cauldron, yeah, definitely. It's like, there's so much room to experiment and so much fun. And it was absolute freedom in a sense. And of course, you know, drawing monsters and the adult themes and things like that, it, it's, you know, it's a lot of fun. And I get to paint, you know, and if I right. want or, yeah, you know, exactly. use whatever crazy materials I feel like at the time. I always say like, um, what was your fir the first book that you did? It was called Blood Moon. Blood Moon, yeah. And I remember you gave us a copy and I was like, I, I wasn't like super impressed by it. But I remember like thinking like, it looks like you're trying to do what you think a comic book artist should do. exactly i was right, right, and then right. i think with the first cauldron issue that's where you sort of like i feel like it maybe started to click and you were like i don't have to do what i think a comic book artist do i'm going to do my version of a comic book and then you've embraced that and then yeah it's yeah. become like you can really tell that you've grown a lot since then it was a hard lesson to learn in a way like i had to do and i drew a second blood moon that you know no one's ever seen um but yeah i was like when i was going through it i'm like why did i kind of draw it this way like when i started out it was all good intentions and i was looking at certain artists and certain ways of working that i thought would fit um 
But then as you're going through, it's like, if, if it's not true to how you actually feel about working or it's not your natural way of working, then it, it, it's kind of like, it kind of kills your passion for it. Um, it, it becomes tedious almost. Um, and it's nothing against, you know, the book or anything, but it was, it was like, I almost needed to, to kind of like do that to kind of know how not to approach storytelling in a sense. Like yeah. there were things that worked and things that did not work. Um, and I just knew I, knew I had to get like, not work this way. I wasn't going to be happy working that way. So I like, I had to, I started exploring and experimenting, looking at guys like Jason, Sean Alexander became a big influence. And I started going like, well, how did he do this? Like, I love the look of this stuff. There's grit to it in it, but it's, but it's, it's got realism, but there's emotion and, you know, there's sort of dynamic proportions and stuff going on um, and interesting inking techniques. So I tried to learn, well, how does he do that? And then who influenced him? And then, you know, looking at Bill Sienkiewicz and a lot now, as, as you probably tell, he's a massive influence on me. Um, and just like, you know, who influenced him and how does he work? And, um, you know, so it's just been a lot of, a lot of experimenting, reading, learning, trying, trying, you know, I still like destroy papers when I work on things now, like, I don't know how stuff is going to turn out and you know so yeah but it's sure. a lot of fun messing around <laughs> and here we are uh four volumes later mm -hmm. uh things have been rolling along um it's been quite a success uh, everybody loves the magazine there's nothing really like it at all happening out there and it seems that you guys uh despite having new people come on every volume the the heart of it still remains the same it still seems like a bunch of friends having yeah. fun making this yeah. fantastic magazine so um tell us about the new kids coming on board for volume four who you guys who do you guys got joining the team we have um jonathan kachuba um you've had him on your show i believe oh i'm very yeah. familiar with jonathan he's yeah he's fantastic he great he's fantastic him. he's such a hard worker uh, he's constantly yeah. just putting out new books and um yeah, he he wanted to. He showed an interest in uh, being in Cauldron, and we were like, "Let's let's get him on when we can." And Casey had a story. Uh, that, so basically, Casey's write, written a story, and Jonathan's drawing it. And I don't know if you want to talk more about that one, Casey. You know, so wait I, a I could. You, Casey wrote you wrote this that Jonathan's yeah. drawing. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I do like writing. I don't consider myself a writer, but I, you know, I've. This case, he's too slow, so he has to get someone else to draw his own stories now. Yeah, yeah. Well, this is interesting <laughs> indeed. Um, I don't know if you can see this here. Yeah, there's uh, yeah. a basic page one. We're using like very kind of acidic colors on purpose uh, just because it fits in with the theme and the tone of the story. So it's a, um, uh, it's a very, it's kind of hard for me to describe it in summary, but it, it's a futuristic story and there's a little kind of colonizing spaceship, a scout ship kind of uh, that's going to the moon Titan, Saturn's great moon Titan. And they're gonna see if it's okay for terraforming and things like that and have you know people live there. And they start encountering just really wacky creatures and things that they couldn't, they didn't detect previously. And it's just a matter of survival and trying to get off that. So there's a bit of, I, I think of it kind of like Clive Barker's Books of Blood kind of feeling mixed with say aliens like really scott's first alien movie right on. um that's so a cool it's, it's mix fun. though man yeah like, uh i i didn't even know you ever wrote anything so this is cool that you're stretching that muscle and cauldron of course again the perfect excuse yeah. to do so right that's it right it's it's another cauldron's that perfect vehicle like especially for us where we can you know try out stuff see see you know this is a fit for us or if it works and we also have kind of a support system that way too we can you know we're sharing our things and like well, does this work and they edit while you're making it like i wish all the yeah, fans could yeah. really understand it is a bunch of friends having a good time because you guys are like yeah. most of the excitement happens when you guys post new work in the creators groups and stuff uh yeah. stuff like I, this i think when you're passionate about it too your best your best work comes out this is mr um, uh, Tashawn dwyer yeah yeah to sean uh it's kind of cool because he's the first guy in the cauldron book to sort of have like a like a manga-esque feel to it um and to sean's just we've known him for a long time he's just growing and getting better and better and we asked him to be in it last year and he wanted to draw and write and color his whole story and 
it's it's a beautiful one. It's a it's a manga esque one with a like a samurai kind of take on it. So uh, it's really good. I'm really excited about that story. And is he writing and drawing this? Yeah, he did everything. He wanted. He didn't want to do uh, like we, we were like, do you want to work with a writer? We have story ideas. Do you want to and he was like want to do my own thing? And he did, and it's it's been great. It's ready to go. Is there anything pure prose this time around? Like yeah, uh, Casey we have a one one Who's page. Who's doing prose? Who's doing that? Uh, I don't know if you know him. His name is Oliver Ho. He um, we met him. He was in Ty's class with uh, Sam Noir and Chris Yao and those guys. So. We've gotten to know him and he's done some comic book work over the years, but he's a really, really good writer. Um, and we asked him like, Hey, do you want to do some prose for this? And I haven't done it yet, but I'm doing the illustration to go basically with his story, but it's a cool little, it's a short story. It's uh, like a one pager, but it's, it's really good. He's a really good writer and I'm excited to have him in Cauldron. Nice. And, and of then, course we've got this. Yeah. Yeah. Phenomenal cover. Right here. It says is, Paul Limjenko. Oh, Paul Limjenko. Yeah. And, and you should have seen even his rough. Uh, his, I thought his rough was the finished yeah. cover. His rough's ridiculous. So really? Yeah. Really? <laughs> yeah. It's yes. nuts. Um, yeah. He, you know, I, I became aware of Paul through his work uh, on uh, Neon Black with Kevin yes. Bionis. Yeah. Um, you know, the backup stories and stuff. And uh, lately, he's absolutely stepped into his own spotlight, just mm. killing it with the work that he's been doing. And this here is a standout piece. Like, look at this. This is yeah. as, this is as what you guys are going for as it gets. Yeah. Is it not? Like, <laughs> it's a beautiful cover. Like, does this not represent the very first thought you all had when you were like, I want to make this <laughs> magazine, right? Right? Yeah. Well, Sam's introducing the character of Satanella, who's sort of like a, uh, I believe it's a character from back, way back in the day that he's bringing back. But it's, it's just kind of like Elvira crossed with like Vampirella or something like that. Oh, yeah. She's, is, but yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But look at this work. Like, and we have, because it fits our uh, demographic of, old perverted guys uh we're doing <laughs> we're doing paul basically did a nude variant uh oh, so did he? yeah so we're going to have that as the kickstarter for for the guys who are perverted like me who want to have the nude variants uh you'll be able to get either or or both as a package but it's basically the same cover but nude i love that cauldron is going for that attitude but in that old kind of classy heavy metal way not in the, not to be disparaging, but not in the, uh, what's that company? What's that comic publisher? Does all the, the big titty comics. Big titty oh, comics. You big guys titty know comics. I'm thinking of. Come on. Um, I, I think I know which one you mean. I'm totally blanking out. They're often near Source Point at the shows. And, I don't. Uh, I don't they know. They were. They're actually. They were beside us in Vancouver. How am I blanking out? Oh, it's totally a tip of the tongue. Smoke too much crap. ganja, man. But either way, oh, either that or not enough. But uh, you know, that's kind of that's more that uh, that new school you know genre of that kind of thing. Where I like in this old school. You know, there is a certain fantastical, mythical classiness still to it, right? It's not just like tits and guns. It's more tits and dragons. It's There's a difference to it, right? Yeah. Oh, well, that's kind of how Cauldron started. Like I always say that I wanted it to feel like the first time I, I saw Heavy Metal Magazine where, I mean, as a kid, my friend showed it to me. And at that point, I'd only seen Archie or superhero comics and I didn't. I didn't even as a kid understand that you could make comics with nudity and sex and stuff like that. And I was just kind of like, what is this? Like, is this allowed? Like you could make these books. And um, I remember his mom coming downstairs and we had to hide the magazine away. And I was right. like, that's what I want Cauldron to feel like. I want some kid to discover it and be like, Oh my God, I got to keep this. And my mom can't see that I have this, like some, you know, little kid with raging hormones or something like that. So right, right. Uh, that's what we're going for. We're going for that sort of heavy metal feel and also at the same time with uh, the age we live in now, I mean, we do always want to be uh, sort of aware of, you know, political correctness and stuff like that. But, you know, we, we do that in our other books. With Cauldron, I was like, we're allowed to be 
sexual. We're allowed to be slightly pornographic. It's it's geared towards our mature readers. Uh, at the same time, I don't think we cross any like severe lines, but at the same time, we wanna we want we wanna have that. We wanna not not worry about being super politically correct all the time. And you know, it's okay to be uh, to want to look at pornographic comics. It's okay to look at adult content that type of thing. And it's also it, we didn't make it like a total boys club either. I mean, it's there's you know our creators. It's a mix that way, and there's something for everybody in this. It's it's supposed to be kind of. Um, I don't know, like fun, like I don't want to say right. titillating, but kind of, it's supposed to be kind of like just like a tongue in cheek kind of throwback, but it's a modern version as though creepier heavy metal were being of, of the seventies was happening now almost like that yeah. flavor, but modernized. There's absolutely been female creators on the roster in the past, but are there any on this volume? Uh, no Good question. Um, but that's not without lack of trying. It's just there. Uh, we have a pinup by by See, Bobby, where, like trans. This is where the misogyny just starts flowing <laughs> through, isn't it? Well, part of it too is we 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 try to recruit. Like we do want to have uh, more female creators if possible. But it's we know a certain amount of them. Uh, Our editors well, female as well. Yeah, Ashley Chance female. But uh, it's also like the artists you know, they're the ones that are really good. They're also busy sometimes too, so it's hard to get yeah, no. It is that certain guys, people in the book, right? Like, I don't mean to give any kind of impression if anybody's taking it wrong, because I mean, this our own Miss Casey Pierce has uh, beautifully yeah. appeared and worked with you, Casey. In the yeah, that was wonderful. The That's and the shame then, about COVID is that we had the last, the latest issue that we had, uh, issue three. Uh, we had it ready for the March Comic Con, it never right. happened. And we never truly got to release it in a sense. So, but it's one of our, I think it's our best issue so far. It's and, an amazing issue. It's yeah, incredible. Casey yeah. Parsons drew the story that Casey, uh, Casey Pierce wrote, which is, right. it's beautiful. It's amazing. Um, Bobby Gorefield did basically what she pitched to us as lesbian Conan. And it's all the characters, basically yeah, it's like a Conan story, but every character is a female in it. And it's like, it's beautiful. It's, it's sexy. It's everything. But the story that I did, is naked barbarian guy yeah naked yeah. barbarian oh, yeah, mo- yeah. like half the story is basically <laughs> pornography <laughs> but it was it was good it was a challenge too because i wanted to i'd never done that before i'd drawn you know some boobs here and there so like that, but i'd never actually drawn straight pornography and i thought like this is kind of fun and different and i see other creators like brandon graham's one of my big influences and i see his stuff and it's he draws pornographic comics all the time and i'm like yeah that's okay like you can do stuff like that you can challenge oh, yourself sure it is i mean yeah 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 like a lot of if i can remember that comic company's fucking name they fucking have built an entire foundation on doing that yeah is it that's the ones that do funny. like was... jungle girl or something is it that one? it was funny because we were at source point it's it's uh it's it's i'm totally brain farting like if you were to name like like the top like four or five like independent creators you'd, or publishers you'd name them um they were right next to us in vancouver because we were making fun of the fact that with us it was like blood and gore right next to tits and guns or tits you're not you don't mean like dynamite though no no not dynamite because they're not they're they're a little more no they're great people who run it. yeah uh it's i want to say valiant but it's not no a there is like um oh my gosh i can't think of them either atlantic or no it's not um you know very well who i'm talking to but we have to stop talking about yeah it doesn't matter. Yeah, i have no idea what you're talking about <laughs> so the kickstarter itself for volume four. Oh, yeah and you know what though we we can't be reminisced i think it's funny to look back and um remember when you were all deciding the simplest thing at the beginning and not the simplest thing actually a big deal that would you know lead into the future of the magazine's existence is how to release it whether as a comic book or a magazine and you know you and sam i remember went back and forth uh you know flip you flip-flopped both from opposite ideas a couple times even then but you finally decided to go with magazine format and it was absolutely the right decision, I believe. Uh, I'm sure you guys are happy with that as yeah. well, yeah? Yeah. And we're like, um, a lot of people at the time said that like comic book stores wouldn't order it because it doesn't fit in the racks. But then not, and, and not saying that it was us that did it, but like, you know, DC Comics started doing the black label that were the same size. So it's like, well, 
if comic stores are going to order that they're going to they can order cauldron right like if it, they'll find a way to fit it in the rack yeah i mean you have graphic novels of all different sizes too i mean it, it can fit somewhere make the room build it and they will find the room i think that's part of the appeal with cauldron i love having the magazine size like yeah. a little bit larger i don't know something about it makes you feel like it literally feels like we're looking at like old heavy metals type thing. Yeah, and it's more art centric, as Sam would say. Yeah. Or uh, the comic doesn't quite give you that. It kind of like tapers it down. Yeah. Um, and we're, I guess it'd be more a concern of like like Shane saying, like, would it sell? You know, would people buy it at that size? But we wanted that magazine size to showcase, you know, like brilliant, you know, illustration. Um, yeah and it shows it off so well too right like when you flip through that magazine it feels like something unto itself and it reminds me of even mad magazine back in the day when i would get my (laughs) mad magazine and sit down and copy all of you know mort drucker and jim davis's (laughs) pictures because that's what i used to draw mad magazine all the time i used to love to copy yeah jack davis yeah 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 more cracked i guess but but yeah mort drucker was phenomenal he was big i think we definitely at one point toyed with the idea of doing like a back cover like fold-in type thing for Cauldron, <laughs> but we thought oh, that, w- that was a little too uh mad magazine for us but that, that i love that type of stuff and you're kind of our alfred e newman uh, <laughs> right right what me worry right fuck i tried googling this and it failed kids so we'll have to get back at you another time i bet you there's a bunch of people out there screaming at me whatever the hell that uh, publisher was but uh I mean, the, the several, Kickstarter but, itself yeah. is going to take off when? Uh, we were, uh, we're a little bit behind. We're thinking of, I, I think the plan now is next Tuesday, um, the 15th of September, we're going to do uh, what Martin's been doing, the Schedule Manias. We're going to do a big Schedule Mania Zoom meeting, live draw on Facebook with pretty much any artists that have already been in Cauldron or you know any Cauldron-y type artist. Um, so we're going to do that. And I think we're going to launch the Kickstarter on the same day. And that'll give us a nice big sort of like boost of momentum to start. Can Maybe the Dweller should show up on that Sketchable Mania. And the, dweller, uh, the Dweller draws, I know. So the Dweller is The Dweller does on. draw. The Dweller yeah. could draw some interesting things and perhaps some interesting mediums. Jonathan Kochuba is watching. Yeah. Uh, hey, John. Hello, Jonathan. Kochuba's art. He says, Greek clay jars are my preferred comic format. Yeah. <laughs> So John in the round to, uh, I just saw Jonathan at uh, <laughs> Gotham Central. So I went out. I was so desperate for love and attention and, and people that I went to Gotham Central for a day, a couple Wednesdays ago and set up a source point table. Um, okay. Because I've got so much stock right now from March Comic Con that didn't happen. Right. So I'm sitting on all these books that are now starting to get a little bit older. Uh, I've got to get rid of them somehow. I remember you did a video about that in, right? in the backyard. Yeah. yeah. So I uh, I set up for the day and, you know, I sold a few books, nothing crazy, but it was just so awesome to be out there and hanging yeah. out. And a few people stopped by. Gibson Quarter stopped by and uh, picked up his pull. Like, I know they didn't all specifically come to see me, but I could pretend. But, uh, you know, uh, Jonathan might have actually. Jonathan, I think, came by knowing we were there, which was very, very cool. Um, yeah, he's, he's closer asks, to that area. Yeah. He also asks when Cauldron is going to sponsor a NASCAR car. I guess he's got some ideas. But he dropped by. Stephanie Line dropped by. Gibson Quarter, I just said. Um, You've seen more of Gibson. Yuri Levetsky dropped by. It was just nice to see some humans I haven't seen in six months and know they were still alive and making stuff right it's strange when you actually see people in person now almost like it's 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 but it's so nice um, you get to see somebody the kickstarter itself do we know what it's going to include then yet can we brag about anything do you have any info or did we well, just go too off the cuff for this mention the a and b covers right, we're coming right. up with some other bigger incentives right the, this time uh yeah like doing it a little different yeah, uh, we'll have some definitely some original art rewards from Jason's story. I don't think Deshaun, he did everything, I believe, digital. Um, Casey, would your pages be on there as a reward? Maybe the, the Dweller pages? or Yeah, I'm good. And I'm going to be offering um, um, like a reward tier with sketches, like do, do maybe like five originals. 
Yeah, we usually do that with the different artists. Like I'll do a couple. Yeah. Commission. I didn't really do that last time. I kind of stepped away from yeah. it last time, but I'm, I'm going to offer that again. Oh, and we're going to um, the the not the last campaign, the one before I did the cauldron hot sauce, which was right. like a huge, huge hit, like to the point where I still have to keep making it because people want to keep buying jars right. from me. There's but some, I've made um, my fridge. Does that shit go bad? Um, it, you got about a year on it, but I mean, I don't know. I still got a jar from when Aaron bought a bunch off of you last year. I still got one of those jars in the fridge. So Oh, yeah, yeah. The, Look the, for mold at the top. <laughs> it um i think that one we made uh i made just before christmas so it's probably fine still um but yeah we're gonna do i have a second one it's called the Ga the cauldron green death sauce and it's super hot like hotter than i can handle and Did i, I like use ghost pepper for the last one yeah, yeah, ghost pepper and a few other peppers but this one is uh fred kennedy i don't know if you know he grows oh, his own God. peppers and he gave me a, a ground up. It's Trinidad Scorpion, Carolina Reapers, uh, Thai Dragons, and, and Ghost Peppers. And it's just a bunch of that. So I made basically, tw there's only going to be 12 jars of the Green Death Sauce, but it's like only for, for real people who are like want super hot. Because this is like, I, it's not even for me. I can't handle it. Yeah. You guys need to do like a hot wings type video with like different <laughs> levels of cauldron hot sauce and have somebody try yeah. some wings with the fucking shit on it. <laughs> I think I might do the original cauldron hot sauce too for this one just because I got to make more anyways because people always order it from me. So we might in, in, have both of them as uh, rewards this time around. Might but, be nice to have a, a, a milder option. Yeah, well, the, the cauldron sauce, the hot sauce I made before, it's, I mean, there's ghost pepper in it, but it's not. I don't know. It's hot, but if you can handle hot, it's it's good. It's like uh, that was good. It was flavorful, tasty, with well, a good good heat loving. to it. I, you know, yeah. it's not that people think it's the hottest sauce in the world. I haven't heard that at all. But apparently, this stuff is so flavorfully fantastic that people just can't get enough of it. I personally can't eat hot stuff, so <laughs> I really that's haven't. That's why it's going bad in your fridge, man. Have a dab of it, but. Uh, <laughs> It's all good. Um, the art show uh, at the premiere on the 19th, is is that going to be like auctionable? Can you auction and bid on the items that are going to be hanging? Or is this more just an open house, grand opening? Yeah, the, art, the art will be for sale. Um, yeah, it will be for sale. Yeah, yeah again, it's going to be similar to our, our previous Cauldron Art Show where it'll be um, people that have been in any issues of Cauldron uh, they're they're going to be hanging pieces that are you know original art from the book or just pieces that are themed similar to Cauldron and some people will be doing some new pieces but yeah we'll have uh, we'll have all kinds of stuff there so it'll be uh, it'll be for sale uh, and I think the 19th we're going to have the opening of the art show we're going to spread it out over the day we're going to probably start at like 1 p.m. and then go into the night so that people especially if people are worried about COVID and so yeah, we can spread them out a bit more. Um, and then it'll hang probably for two, three, maybe a month, like two two weeks, three weeks, something like that. Um, and then there'll be another art show taking over after, but it'll be the first one we're doing in the, the new raid gallery. So it's going to be really cool. Really fun. Very, very, very exciting stuff. Casey, I cannot wait to see your take on the dweller. Yeah, <laughs> it's gonna be interesting. I have been so it's been so much fun because I mean I've even got the pieces on my wall uh, in the past uh, that because uh, who's all drawn me now? Toskowitz drew me. Yeah, Robert Jeffrey Freeman. Miles. Robert Freeman drew me. Yeah. yeah, Jeffrey Miles has done one. Jeffrey Miles has done one. Yeah, that wasn't that the celeb who did the was that the celebratory one? I don't Someone know. Did the I, one where I was like opening the magazine and it had all the stuff. I can't even keep track. Yeah, I think that's Jeffrey's all. one. Yeah. Yeah, they're they're all so great. Such talented people. Um, and well, I'm a little nervous because yours is going to be probably more photorealistic. No. Yeah, I'm going to mess you up a little bit too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. All right. Well, uh, let's do this again real soon. Maybe. Yeah. Thank uh, you for having just us. Just before. Yeah. Anytime. I appreciate uh, the just invite. Just before the show or something, we get some of the new kids on. I'd love, I'd love to get the whole team on. Let's try and like do a day where with this. I've never had the full Brady bunch like Zoom. I think the most I've had on are four at once, so four squares. So I'd love to get a session where we could have like a good eight square going on, and maybe get everybody on talking about Cauldron uh, Volume Four, 
yeah Super let's do it the, um once the campaigns launch we'll, we'll be looking to promote it even more so that'd be great yeah, yeah let, is, let us know. is that the date then is the 19th that's the, the 19th will be the art show the kickoff to the art show and i think the 15th is going to be the launch of the kickstarter and we're going to be doing that live draw with Martin Slam Duncan right, on his right. uh, fastball special right. page. So. Oh, man. whole bunch of stuff's going to be going on, kids, yeah. for Cauldron Volume 4. Uh, like Shane said, kind of got a little stunted for Volume 3 because of everything going on. Uh, and losing our March Comic-Con, unfortunately, it also looks like we've lost the December, yeah. the, was it November? There was a November show. It's hard, yeah. man. Um, Jason Stewart, if we got the geek announced today that he's going to be doing a little uh, Garden City Comic Con down in St. Catharines um, hmm. at some club down there. So he's going to try to attempt some uh, some little socially distanced thing, which I think is cool. Interesting. If uh, pulled off, we, we got to get back to it sometime. I mean, we're lucky enough to have like what, 5,000 cases or some kind of stuff, you know? And the hard thing is going to be, I think, for us is figuring out how to move on without America. Like, really, like we're going to have to move on without America if we want to move on back to regular life because they're not going to be back to it anytime near where we are. It feels like, right? Well, yeah, America's yeah. got to get their shit together, man. Is this also the first purely Canadian volume? This feels I don't know. like the first time you have an American involved. No, I, well, the first or issue is Casey was the, the only is Casey Pierce the only American who's ever worked on this book. Well, I mean, Paul's out in Thailand right now. I don't know if that counts. Yeah, but is Paul? He's a Canadian born, boy. Paul, He's a Canadian watching, guy. Yeah, is, yeah, he was born here, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it, out there, by the way, do we know? I haven't asked. Is he working out there? Or? It was supposed to be for three years. Uh, I think he's working. Yeah. Wow. He's working in a sweatshop there. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin Briones has him out there making Raptors gear. Yeah, that's what he's doing. Yeah, <laughs> tax evasion or something. Yeah, yeah that's exactly. He's eating. Uh, he's eating like scorpions on a stick, like roasted scorpions. Awesome. All right, kids. Uh, I'm back soon, Paul. What else, what, what else going on? Um, anything else that you got? You want to plug quick? Like, what you got? You must be working on something other than just Calder. Well, Sam's got his book. We could probably mention that Bally yeah. Skillin. Right. Um, yes. Yes, so yes. We didn't want to like launch at the same time as him as well. I think Dude. he's working on that because he's doing this amazing thing with uh, Andy Dorland. Was that? Yeah. His name? Yeah. 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 It was. Uh, he's animating part of the book, which is crazy. It's uh, pretty wild. It's like um, you download the app, and then so you can buy the book basically by itself. But then if you um, you scan the 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 page with the app, it recognizes it, and then it animates parts of it. Uh, Andy's been working so hard on it. It's really cool. Um, well, the art's amazing. I've seen some yeah, of the art. Yeah, it's it's yeah. stunning. Like, yeah, they're going to be launching bad. soon, I think, Like, because yeah. we're launching our Cauldron one, and I think the plan is yeah. to launch it like, much sooner. Um, but it's it's going to be really wild, and I think the more it makes, they're going to have some sort of rewards where like the more animations you get, basically, for uh, each for the goals. Oh, they're all cool set idea. to go. I think they're, they're trying to make it so you can sample some of the animation on the right, Kickstarter. Right. So I think that they're just working on that. Um, otherwise, it's I think it's they're ready to launch. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I yep. love new and, um, ideas, especially if anything's good's gonna come out of this quarantine. It's gonna be trying new shit because what can you what can you lose, right? Yeah. The creators are yeah doing amazing yeah. stuff right now. Yeah. We are also I think the beginning of October we're gonna be launching a new Kickstarter with uh, Davis Dewsbury. It's his project. The um, it's it's a Oric. It's called The Long Winter. It's an Oric origin story. Oh, cool. And uh, basically, we have like Jason Toskowitz, myself, Sean Daly's doing a chapter. Oh, uh, nice. There's only a girl named, I think her name is Elaine Will, is doing a chapter. Um, it, it's really cool, actually. It's going to be awesome. So uh, it's broken down into five chapters. It was a silent book, and we'll be launching that as well. And I'm helping Davis put, put that together because he's never done a. I think Andrew Thomas always kind of helped him do the Kickstarters before. So we're doing this right. kind of. Nice. Uh, yeah, it, that's going to be really cool. I'm working are we, on that are we ever well. going to see more Morris? Yeah, that's the plan, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'd like to. I, I mean, I wanted to have one something for the Fan Expo this year, but that didn't work out. But I, I have a script from Fred Kennedy that I'm working on, and uh, as soon as I finish, kind of like the short stories that I'm working on now, that's that's the plan. More Morris, baby. Fred's getting around, eh? Yeah, he's Fred's working on a lot of stuff. He's also going to be doing. Uh, he's going to be doing. Uh, 
Salvengers, I believe, a Salvengers one shot or one off for, uh, or is it Shelter Division for Bob Sally? So he's going to be yeah. getting around. He's going to be doing some cool nice. fun stuff and this and that. Well, super excited. I just had him on. Did you see the episode that Fred was on a couple episodes ago? We did a. Talking about gym, going to the gym. We did a fantastic fun time yeah. fitness <laughs> episode, man. And it was cool because I was expecting just to talk, and then he jumps online, and he's all set up in his living room, like ready to actually work out. Yeah. And he's like, "All right, we're gonna work." I was like, "Oh, I didn't realize we we're gonna do like a whole thing, but, <laughs> but we're gonna plan to do that for another time. So we'll actually get on there, and I'll try to accomplish some of his burpees from hell or some kind of shit like that because <laughs> he's an animal. I don't know how he does it. I don't know how he has all the jobs he does, spits out all the creative juice that he does. Uh, and goes to the gym and gardens and tries to grow stuff and raises children and has a wife and many other things. And That's because he's just terrible at all of those things. Right? <laughs> yeah. Space, Family hates him, all that stuff. Mr. Shane, I got to have you on the show far more often. <laughs> just bring the real. Um, yeah, but other than that, Things are good. I hope everybody's well. Let me extend some congratulations to Bob Sally. I just mentioned him. Uh, Broken Gargoyles. Brand new comic. Just released last Wednesday uh, from SourcePoint Press. Um, sold out at Midtown Comics in New York City in four days. This book is selling out all over the place. The very first time I got to read the preview PDF, I was blown away, and I thought this was going to be a game changer. This book is an absolute level up for SourcePoint Press. They've done a lot of good work over the years, but Bob Sally, I don't know how that fucker did it. I never thought he had this much in him, but he really brought something special. Him and Stan Yak have created an amazing book, and it is completely selling out across uh, the continent. So everybody, before you uh, miss out, which you may already have, actually, uh, Broken Gargoyles from Bob Sally and Stan Yak, you got to check this book out, uh, edited by Miss Drina Joe. Fantastic, cool stuff. I love this book. And also congratulations to Frank Gogol on the selling out at Midtown Comics as well of his book No Heroin, which has also been a smashing success. So SourcePoint Press selling out across the nation. Raid Comics, fantastic new studio that you all need to go check out. Come down on September 19th. And uh, check out the Cauldron Party. It's going to be good times. Despite Shane being there, it's going to be a positive attitude, and we're all <laughs> going to keep smiling and have a good time. Uh, Casey, are you going to Are you going to be there, Jay? Are you going to make I'm it out? I'm going to be there 100. There's I need this. Are you okay. kidding? <laughs> when you guys told me about it a little bit ago, like whenever that was last week or something, you guys were like, "Oh, we're going to have this," and I was like, "Oh my god, I need nothing more in the world than that yeah. at all." Okay, to go good. downtown Toronto to a comic book related event and see several of my friends. Yes. Nice. Okay, good. Yes, please. Like I'll be there far too early and probably leave far too too late. So <laughs> uh I'll be there, kids. These guys will be there. Are you gonna be there, Casey? I'm debating it. You're I may make it. an appearance, yeah. You might make an appearance. I'm still Yeah. You're still taking it ease? You're still you're still watching what's going yeah, on. Yeah, still in there. hiding, but it's understandable. Uh, it's understandable. Yeah, we're putting out the call to the like the artists in general. Or like, you, if you if you're still not comfortable uh, being at an event, you can still just hang art and sell art and not be actually at the show if you want. That works. But and also same thing with fans. Like, if there's going to be some people that are still not comfortable, so uh, you know, we'll see what kind of yeah. turnout it is. But we, we want sure it to be a good be turnout. A nice, but, yeah, mellow event. I, it's not going to be a raging party, I'm sure. It's. Uh, I uh, my art's more interesting than I am, and that that'll be there. So that's all you need. Yeah. Who's going to drink all the scotch then? Yeah, well, I can do that from home. <laughs> you know what'd be cool for those who don't? You should have a couple laptops set up. Yeah. That are just. Uh, oh, so people can just talk to the artist. Yeah, on, so like, people Zoom would just or... be zooming in from the artist. Have like one table where. Uh, it's not a bad idea where you know that's going on i would do that for sure if i'm if i don't go and i would do that i think i kind of did that at the last get a couple laptops together i'll bring my laptop even and someone could zoom through and they can be part of the party that's uh, that will absolutely work i think that's a cool idea 
Or you could even have someone manning one of the laptops for people if they want to jump in and bid. Like maybe you can also put the pieces online and people could during those hours maybe zoom in and bid on pieces. I think like Shane that. can uh, forge my signature too if we need to sign anything. Let's get all meta interactive up in this bitch. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Let's do it. Uh, what are these? Jonathan Kochuba is saying uh, you rent out uh, that Edward Snowden robot. Well, I think I know what he means. You, but you're a strange human being. <laughs> Jonathan is a strange human being. That's In the most sure. beautiful. He, he's race. eccentric. Let's call it eccentric. Yeah, it's the best. He's right, um, all right, there you're gonna go. Uh, thank you to the plethora of people who have tuned in tonight. Uh, you guys have brought in quite a few viewers. Um, we so have. I guess that's well, like cool. us. You know, I guess that's. I guess people care about this cauldron thing. They think you're interesting, you know. They can see your Star Wars display. It's very nice. Do you like that? I still got to get a, a, a ring light or something, though, because I'm very washed out. I'm very white and paley looking, but all these lights are too bright when I have them on, and I'm not going to be living here forever, so I don't want this place like the, to turn uh, into a huge thing. I don't know. I don't like know. the color-changing LED guys. strip. You guys yeah. are the stars, right? That's how it works. All right. Uh, there you go, kids. That's all the info that you're going to possibly need. Uh, be there on September 19th as we celebrate Cauldron and be there on September 15th uh, and seriously you're going to want to jump onto the Kickstarter quick uh, these Kickstarters have sold out very quickly in the past uh, you know they've done very very well um, he's just saying more he also says Shane, more Shane equals more views that may be the point yeah. who said that I always uh, Jonathan Kochuba do you remember that Family Guy episode when Peter's got that grind my gears well, yeah, yeah, yeah. On the news, yeah. I always picture you doing something like that. You know, it grinds my gears. <laughs> you, America, <laughs> fuck you. And it Everything grinds that. my fucking gears. But buy our book. Yeah, yeah, buy their book. Yeah, make sure you do. Yeah. All right, we're gonna do it. Uh, we're gonna end it there, kids. Uh, that's all we're gonna have this week on an elegant weapon. Back at Ace. An elegant weapon for the more civilized age.